Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Deer Monster, a monster exploration podcast where we take a look at monsters from their folkloric origins to their current pop culture incarnations. My name is Cameron, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Joining me are both Leonard and Dave. Uh, how are you guys doing, Leonard? How are you? I'm fine. I'm here to talk about a place that didn't bother me. Uh, I had no <laughs> issues with an area of this wonderful game that we've been covering for, what, now a month and a half, two months? About that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's more like three months. It's been, oh man, oh, it's already July. Did we did yeah. we like start like right around the time that yeah. that, that it released? Man, okay. we started immediately. Oh. <laughs> March. Yeah, yeah. Dave, how are you doing? I'm here, and <laughs> it's the weekend, so that's fair. Uh, better than being the week. Mm. Doing yeah. okay, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. That's fair. Yeah, and I'm back. Hooray, I've recovered from getting the flu a day before I was planning to get my flu shot. Um, <laughs> you may hear the occasional cough or wheeze, but that's just a dead virus leaving the body. Um, <laughs> get, your flu, yeah. get your flu shots if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. It's rough mm-hmm. this year. <laughs> well, and we, get, we did get at least one verbal well-wishing for you, Cameron, from oh, well, a new listener, good. in fact. So that's oh, always nice. Thank you. Thank you, kind listeners. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Uh, my cat did nearly kill me on the worst day of it because I was too physically weak to move her, and she sat on my lap, and thus I didn't drink or eat anything for four hours until Erin came home and rescued me. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. She, she, she was you, off. She, she didn't realize that it needed to be your face, mm, uh, and mm. then you would have been <laughs> straight out been over. <laughs> Yeah, she missed her mark, as she often does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as Leonard alluded to, today we're covering more Elden Ring, and we're covering a place that I'm sure is near and dear to everyone's hearts. Uh, it's the arid wasteland I love to call home. It's Kaled. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I love it. it. Is... I have no problems with Kaled. <laughs> I was surprised at the Kalid backlash once it started happening online, to be perfectly honest. Mm. See, the thing is, I think a lot of it is like that in good humor kind of ribbing about Kalid, because I also love Kalid, but I love how scared I was of Kalid when I started the game. Um, it, it, is a, it is a really great zone. Um, but I, th- I think the fact that the first trapped chest in the entire game just kind of dumps you directly in the middle of it <laughs> throws a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. I, I, I went there of my own volition, to be perfectly mm. honest, so mm. I was not tricked into entering <laughs> the zone. Yeah, I mean, I've seen footage of people getting there before they even got torrent. And just going out and walking out into the red light and going, oh, God, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> it could be a little rough. Um, but, yeah, that, that to be fair, was my first experience. I got caught in the teleporter trap and wound up in Kaled. I fortunately did have my horse, uh, and I didn't realize that you could just leave once you got out into the overworld. <laughs> Uh, via teleportation. So I spent a goodly couple of hours uh, riding around like a maniac, desperately trying to find the land path back to Limgrave while dodging skeletons and pests and puppets and a giant rotten dragon. All kinds of stuff. Um, it, it made for a very interesting experience. Um, but yeah, you chose to go there, you say. I did. I did. In fact, once again, that this was, uh, if you've been following our coverage of Elden Ring, you might be aware that my prime uh, objective in playing the game was to push the boundaries as far as I could go 
dear listener. So I having uh having um explored uh uh Lenor Lenarnia Leonia. There we go. Yeah. Le- Leonia. <laughs> Uh, and uh, run afoul of the Great Lift, I went back to <laughs> Limgrave and uh, then uh, went to Caelid uh, 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 happily, mm, eagerly. Mm. Um, yes. Oh, yes, I, I stopped at the church and I <laughs> killed uh, the this game's man-eater Mil- Mildred and was mm-hmm. immediately disappointed that I didn't get her dumb half-scissor sword great sword <laughs> uh, and figured oh i'm probably gonna have to fight her again so i'll probably get it then and then uh encountered the firewall to which i said to myself self can, can i cross this do i need some <laughs> item will this instantly kill me um if i even touch it so i proceeded to jump the rocks surrounding it <laughs> and made my way into beautiful beautiful florida caleb uh caleb yeah. not yeah. not not florida caleb where the sun never sets yes um <laughs> Even at well, night, it's very red. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, how about you? How did you first wind up in Kaled? Oh, I was close by and um, had popped to popped over to talk to our boy D, and he sent mm. me on a quest, which ah. launched me uh, all the way to the northern, northeastern section of Kaled mm. and to the um the bestial sanctum and so uh, i i walked out and then was like immediately murdered uh <laughs> and i was like well i'm just gonna warp um away from this yeah and i think we had um was it jake i don't remember who mm. was on um but they were talking about the teleporter traps so yeah. i went back to just go check that out and mm. I, I think at like level 30 uh <laughs> and I still was still having a tough time and mm. going at level seven or whatever you roll in the beginning uh this would be really hard because yes. i was dying almost immediately at level 30 <laughs> yeah well you know it's it's just a lovely place to be um if <laughs> Kaled, I think, is one of the areas that really benefits from Elden Ring's more open world, you know, choose to engage with encounters style design. Because, you know, the the way I first encountered it, which was riding around like a madman for an hour, I think is a really good way to get a feel for the place and still give it that sense of being a dangerous area because... You know, I would ride and be like, oh, what's this building over here? Pick up one or two things. And then a knight, a banished knight would just appear from around a corner uh, and nearly instantly kill me. And I'd have to run away and then I'd run into a dragon or I'd run into a group of pests or I'd go down and try to ride across the swamp and then get kicked off my horse and get invaded by Millicent. Uh, (laughs) All kinds of nonsense going on. Um, But it. Yeah, it for me is the most actively hostile feeling zone, and I think a lot of that is the design. You know, it's all the red light and the the weird fungus, and the giant uh, Doom twenty sixteen skulls just kind of built into the landscape. <laughs> um, oh, it's not the it's not the <laughs> the the mutant dogs or the oh, giant crows or. <laughs> Or in my case, uh, my favorite part, which is if you enter it properly, um, mm. you know, the way that I did, uh, mm. and, you know, you rest at your first grace at the, uh, near the shack of the rotted, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you'll uh, uh, do a little exploration, uh, kill some uh, scarlet rot zombies, and then you mm. ride down the road couple of meters and are uh, greeted by the welcoming committee, which is a group of Scarlet Rot zombies, yes. uh, like 20 strong, just yeah. kind of strolling up to where you <laughs> came from. Oh, man. Yeah, that is certainly an experience. Um, I, I was lucky enough to more or less miss that on my first character. I had no, like, crowd control abilities. 
uh, and going back with my int character, uh, that was a great place to use the, the glintstone arc spell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was very satisfying. Um, yeah, like all the, the hot, the landscape itself feels very hostile and then everything inhabiting it is a literal nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I believe oh. the best way that I've heard it described is it's literally filled with German folk tales. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Mm. That sounds about right. Um, you know, you can only be chased by so many Hyenosaurus Rexes uh, yeah, before <laughs> before you get a feeling that you're not meant to be here. <laughs> I, I honestly, I laughed like the crow. Mm. I like mm. uh, for for. Uh, People who don't know, hey, I've got a thing for crows. I like carrion birds. Yeah. Uh, it's a big branding thing with me. <laughs> uh, ugh, 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 I feel dirty even saying that. Uh, scratch that. Um, but um, I was like, oh, look at that big, dumb, ugly crow. I was like, oh, mm. this place is great. Oh, that might have been the thing that just sold me on it right there. I was like, big, <laughs> evil crows in this zone? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but the dog, I was just like... The, Oh my god, it's so goofy. It's such a goofy-looking thing. They, they are incredibly goofy until they do the animation where the jaw opens like 160 degrees and they just rush along the ground towards oh, you. Yeah. You're like, oh god, I can't see anything except mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, pretty fast, pretty aggressive. Um, the pro strategy is that the red main soldiers all across this zone love to fight giant hyena dogs. Uh, it's their favorite thing to do, and you should absolutely just lead them into each other. Um, but yeah, yeah, Caled is a place at war with itself, I think is a way to put it as well, because um, it wasn't meant to be like this. You know, back, back in the distant past, I'm sure Caled was nicer. Oh, I think it was, I w would venture to believe that it was prob actually probably really nice. Like, actually mm. lush and green. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, the, the ravages of war, even hundreds of years later, <laughs> continue to affect this place very negatively. Yeah. Um, well, one person's <laughs> final act in the, during the ravages of war affected yeah, this place. That, you know, that is absolutely fair. Um, yeah, there, there is just a pool. Some would venture to call it a lake of scarlet rot smack bang in the middle of Caelid, uh, the Aeonia Swamp. Yes. Uh, and we all know who loves to rot. Um, it's <laughs> it's that thing from the trailer that everyone got really hyped about, Radan fighting Melenia. Uh It turns out she uh, used the nuclear option, more or less. Yep. Yeah, that. yeah, and yeah, that's how we ended up with what we have today for Kaylin. Yeah, she 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 pulled like the hardest smash. You didn't win uh, ever, <laughs> and yeah. decided to blight nuke this entire like subcontinent. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, like I said, hundreds of years later, still a terrible place to be. Like, all the wildlife is mutated with those giant crows, those weird dogs, the the endless rot zombies, um, all the flora as well. You've got these sort of towers of fungus growing yeah. all over the place. Yeah, um, I really pollen. like I really like that stuff. <laughs> mm. Like the the weird the weird like corruption because there's part of me that's mm. like I'm like like the fungus like the fungal towers I look at and I'm like okay that's mm. clearly like a result of the rot and then there's like the you know woody flowering um, mm. bud tree things and I'm like okay is that like specifically her is that like the corruption of mm. the erd tree because i yeah. think that there because I, I i have a theory that there once upon a time used to be an erd tree in this central area there's another mm. one you know farther what uh, yeah there, there's a couple of minor <laughs> ones in the northern sections yeah but, but i think that there was a minor one here and it just mm. got like nuked to oblivion <laughs> <laughs> i'd believe it honestly it's a good good explanation yeah it is it is such a weird and 
I would agree with Leonard Wonderful Place. It's a really good zone. Um, it's just for me that is helplessly entwined with that very early game fear of what the zone <laughs> represented to my like level 12 self or whatever I was. Right. Um, but yeah, and I, I think part of the satisfying part about Caleb is that it's kind of just a big loop. You can sort of go on yes. tour. Uh, there's a main road that stretches around the Aeonian Swamp and up through the town of Celia and it sort of, yeah, forms this big old loop and that makes it harder to get lost um, while still, you know, the place is populated with terrible dangers so you don't feel comfortable going around it, but you can always sort of orient yourself, whereas there are there are other zones uh, later on in the game where I just looked around and I was like, I have no idea where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. There's no, no way to figure out which direction I'm facing without using the map. Um, but yeah, Kayla, you can sort of just keep the uh, tree at your back and loop your way around. Uh, and go through it bit by bit, which is pretty good. Um, now, should we talk about Celia? Let's. Yeah. Um, so, Celia is the town of sorcery, uh, sort of in central Caled, more or less. Very technically, it's like the, the eastern edge, but if you look at the, the map, it's technically bang in the middle it's just because of the radan boss room taking up like a full third of the landmass um <laughs> and uh it is very different to the rest of caleb the rest of caleb is like monstrous and threatening in that way you know like there's the giant dogs and giant crows and pests everywhere all chasing you and there's a dragon over there and then you get to celio there's just this quiet crumbling town Nothing seems particularly awry, and then you step around a corner and someone <laughs> backstabs you with a glintstone sorcery. Um, because this is a town of magical assassins. Yep. Which is such a cool idea. Um, and if you're doing an intelligence build, there's actually a lot of really useful spells to get here because they have the night shroud sorceries, I believe they're called. Mm -hmm. um, which have a very unique thing. Um, a lot of enemies in Elden Ring do essentially input reading, like they can tell what button you're pressing as you're pressing it and react to that rather than to your character-specific animation. And what this means is a lot of times you'll shoot off a spell at an enemy and it'll dodge it perfectly. Uh, but these shrouded sorceries, uh, in, in their flavor text say, you know, they strike from behind the target, so they can't be dodged. And what this means is it actually turns off enemy input reading for those spells specifically. Um, which is really cool. <laughs> and, uh, kind of makes up the fact that damage is a little lower. They cost a little more FP. Uh, and this, this whole town really lives up to that ideal. Uh, every, <laughs> I'm pretty sure every, uh, non, puppet marionette enemy in this mini zone is invisible until it attacks <laughs> and there's a yep. lot of them <laughs> yep um what is it 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 reminds me of i can't remember the smith uh by mm. um um in dark souls one mm. that was by um oh uh uh new londo ruins oh uh rickert <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah. what is the town of sor? Do you recall the town of sorcery that he's from there? Because oh, there was a lot yeah. of flavor text about it being. Oh yeah, and they're also the, assassins. Vinheim. Mm, yes. Vinheim. Yeah. And it was like it was the town of sorcery, and also they were assassins, and it feels like them revisiting that and actually turning it into a place mm. in, in Elden Ring. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that, but this, yeah, this is absolutely like a little mini Vinheim situation, uh, and they really play into it. Like, <laughs> if you thought uh, if you thought the the college was annoying in Leonia with fighting all the mages there, wait until you don't know that the mages are there before they start casting their spells at you. <laughs> so, so because I'm uh, uh, 
because I, I I apparently turned my first playthrough into a weird cheat playthrough by mm, uh, mm. uncovering as much landmass as I possibly could. Um, I got <laughs> here and I had myself a certain little torch that kind of ah, made the area century <laughs> torch <laughs> completely <laughs> null and void because oh, it because cool. it works even if mm. I can't don't have the stats for it. I just can't mm. do a special attack, but it still shows <laughs> enemies. And I got hit by uh, one of the old decrepit like royals that yeah. like, fades out of the existence, and I was like, oh. Oh, we're doing this, huh? Uh, it just so happens that I happen to have uh, this. And pull, went back to my gray spot and pulled it back and pulled it out and put it in my inventory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That would work. in high Again, in hindsight, all the things I could have done in my playthrough <laughs> to deal with places like this. Oh, man. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and Celia sort of blocks the route into northern uh Kaled. So you sort you sort of start out in the west if you're coming from uh Limgrave and fold your way like down south, start heading back north, get into Celia, and there's a sealed way forwards, essentially That's right. I believe. Yeah. Yes. Um and this is our first like puzzle town that we really come across as well. Mm-hmm. Uh you have to light the three seals three torches um yeah they're like like lighthouse tower braziers Mm, yeah uh and i really enjoyed this simply because it's a ton of like horse parkour Mm -hmm. you got to get like up onto the rooftops and go across all these big nasty roots growing out of (laughs) growing out of the cliff face and over the town and stuff like that uh all the while there's the the some of the mini marionettes around i believe yeah, the little winged crazy ones. Um, and once you do that, it opens up uh, a bunch of sealed chests. Like As you go through, you can see these little doors of light, uh, very different to a fog gate, uh, with an obvious magical seal on them, and you can get some pretty good stuff. Uh, and it also unlocks a boss, which I believe is the Nox Priestesses. Yes. Something like that. Uh and then it opens your way forward to head sort of north through the town uh, and up up the cliff path uh, up to uh, the, the northern part of Kaled. And this features another great trick and trap, which is uh, the teleporting boulder trap from Rhea Lucario Academy, but uh, <laughs> now put onto just a normal road. <laughs> it yes. just has this enormous teleporting rolling boulder trap. Um I don't know if there's a summoner for this one, like the one in Raya Lucaria. Um, it's a little easier to dodge. So you've got a little more room to go side to side, but if it hits you, it's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so th- th- I think one of the more interesting th- aspects of Celia is that um, a lot, it's got a lot of, architecture that mirrors mm. stuff from the underground yes yeah and the, the presence of the Nox would suggest this is sort of an outpost potentially of those underground societies right um and i'm wondering if maybe celia was part of that i wonder i wonder if it was part of those societies and then after the cataclysm that buried them, that silly is all that's left. Because the uh, Nox priest and priestess are fought in an area that's called the, uh, I think it's called like the chair crypt. Yeah. Uh, because it is, in fact, one of the giant thrones that we see the skeleton sitting on mm. in in the underground river areas uh, yeah. for each of yeah. the, the cities. Um, so I just, I wonder if it was just a thing that they co-opted and also just how it was set up. Like, are these like people from the the academy that just broke off, Mm. uh, or is it, is it a matter of like, they were sent out here specifically to like refine this assassin art? Yeah, maybe. It might have the, just northwest of this area the um connection to the deep siafra river well is there 
Yeah. That's so there, there's like uh, a geographical link. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, you you could go through there and bypass like the over Kalid area, mm. right? Or at least a you know good chunk of it if you just went mm-hmm. through and kind of dodge the uh, the the ghosts. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about because a lot of those underground society stuff talks about how they were sort of, you know, driven away from the Golden Order for stuff they were doing. Right. So it's, it sort of becomes, a, was Celia their way of sneaking back out to the surface or was Celia where they originally were and they dug the river well there to get down under there um, when they were being persecuted? And you know, we'll probably never know exactly what's going on there. Oh, um, just like a FromSoft game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems like they were Classic. already a civilization. Mm. Excuse me. That um, they're, the the magic and the things they're using uh, are just... They're more natural magics. They're not mm. They're not Glenstone out, uh, cosmic magic. Yeah. And right. they're not uh, Faith of the Order. So mm. that's like why they're they had to go hide, yeah, mm. fair, or why they fair. were buried rather. Yeah, I can see that. <sighs> um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> Celia, very cool. Um, heading north up that path, you get to the Church of Plague, which uh, a if there's if there's something terrible going on in a FromSoft game, you can be sure as hell there's a faction of people that are really into it and absolutely love it. Um, this is the church for such. Uh, this is where the pests gather to worship. Uh, it's also where you first meet Millicent. Yes. Uh, A very, uh, very sick lady. Yeah, she's doing so great. Got the scarlet rot. Had to have her arm amputated. Yeah. Doesn't want. Or maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe it just fell off. Maybe it just fell off. I would, I would believe it. Um, and yeah. Uh, sort of, sort of kickstarting uh, with her and Gowrie in Lower Kaled, sort of one of the longer-ranging quests of the game. Yes. Um, but yeah, the the wow, it is raining really hard out there. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, you can't. Mm. Um, the uh, the the pests and their interlinking with rot is something I find really interesting. Because mm-hmm. uh, this is this is essentially a new religion, more or less, that sort of sprung up after Caleb became Caleb. Uh, maybe I'm willing to to wonder if the pests are a new creature that did not exist before. <laughs> mm. Yeah, they're sort of a consequence of what happened here. They they sprung up from the rot itself. Yes, kind of. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, would. I would believe it. <laughs> yeah, it it seems like what they're doing here is a tangent on what they did in uh, Dark Souls Three with uh, the dregs, the drag heap, mm. and the yeah. um, like the locust priests. Oh mm. yeah, yep, yeah. Sort of arising from that darker, more primal part of the world. Yeah, I mean, in that, well, it's not a one-to-one but like everything mm. sinks down to the bottom and yeah uh, the the lake of rot is like beneath it's, it's like an aquifer <laughs> beneath yeah. the land because we found <laughs> uh the i don't don't it's not specifically a wellspring but mm. far below um Lernia, there's just the yes. lake of rot right. yeah it's and just so kind of hanging out this, down there i think is just another spring of it mm. Yeah, okay, I can see that. <laughs> There's probably some connect, you know, the um cuz that that when you get through the um Ansel River well. Mm. Uh but maybe there's like a weird tributary flowing yeah. um alongside of Siafra. Or even under uh Shifra. Yeah. Because the the Lake of Rod itself is lower down than the Ansel mm-hmm. River. So it could, yeah, it could be that there's the the rivers are sort of the the traditional aquifer depth 
style thing, and then the step below that is here's where all the rots just kind of sit. I think it's yeah, I think waiting. it's like sinking down, mm. and it's just eating away at stuff, so everything else is kind of sinking along mm. with it. Yeah, well, yeah, Leonia specifically is literally sinking into the lake of rot. Yeah. So. Well, it's like if you if you poured like acid onto a surface and it it, mm. it etched down in, but it went at like an angle so it's yeah. just undercutting a lot of stuff that's now sinking down because that the mass underneath it is is, is becoming hollowed mm-hmm. yeah i can definitely see that um <clears throat> but yeah the the pests themselves have like a full-on religion and a full-on yep. little society going on uh despite their their terrible appearance and absolute malevolence to <laughs> the tarnished Oh yeah, they're they're horrible, gross things. Mm. They're they're the the uh, those they're the the next step up from the um, those drowned fake lady th- centipedes mm. from Dark Souls Three. <laughs> they're that that they, someone Miyazaki Miyazaki himself read online. This is what happened, listeners. Mm. I I assure you, ew, we hate those things. And he said, ah, <laughs> I, I must refine it into something <laughs> that they will hate even more. How can we make it more annoying? Give it a tracking ranged attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, wor- the literal worst tracking ranged attack. Not mm. And by worst, I mean, like, most effective and, like, mm. most mm. deadly tracking yeah. ranged attack that has ever been in a FromSoft where game ever. Yeah. The power of a thousand arrows at the tips of their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on their backs. They can on still attack back. while they do it. They they mm. even attack while they do it. There's, <laughs> there is a combo where they will spear you mm. and then fire them off all at the same time. They're messed up. They I do love how much the, the team of Fransolf played into the actual design because they walk around very upright, but they're obviously like these centipede, millipede-looking monsters. Yep. And so 99% of their moves are they get down on, I can't say all fours, um, all hundreds. Get down, They get down low to the ground and sort of sweep and swoop yep. around a lot. And they scuttle. It, they scuttle. <laughs> it makes them incredibly difficult to fight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but they move perfectly for their design. Um, yeah, no, they're, they're really into rot. Uh, they worship Melania as like the first coming of yes. God, basically. Yes. Uh, they, they got a whole little cult devoted to her. Um, and she apparently cares very little for them, uh, from what we find out later on in the game. <laughs> yep. Which I, I don't blame her. I would not, <laughs> I would not interact with these guys either if I had well, the choice. <laughs> well, I think, I, I honestly think that she doesn't care about them. Uh, because she's uh, more focused on a sibling, uh, mm. seems to be mm. her entire reason for existing. Uh, yeah. but we'll get into that when we discuss that because I've got some theories about oh, what's yeah. actually going on there. Nice. Um, and mm. uh, and and also the pests have have a hype man because uh, mm. because of our uh, our friend Gowry in yeah. his shack with his red robe that suspiciously looks like uh, pests and he's all <laughs> into uh, Melania and uh, uh, really wants Millicent to to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's sort of the go between. Um... <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I mean, later on, you, you, it can be revealed that he is not actually an old man sitting in a chair. Uh, he is literally a pest in disguise. Yep. Which is kind of wild. Uh, again, sort of proving the, the intelligence of them. They, they are just, they are just people. They're very weird looking and I don't appreciate them as an enemy type, but, um, they, they are, they are a people. Uh, with goals and, and ideals and all that, um, which we can also see through other items later in the game. They have their own uh, talismans to use for faith. They have their own incantations, yes. which is what that ranged attack actually is, apparently. Yeah. I hate it so yeah. much. <laughs> Death, man, the threads. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pest threads. Uh, uh, ooh. They have hatcheries. <laughs> they have nurseries. Mm. Oh yeah, I stumbled into one of those by accident. I was not happy. <laughs> I was 
thrilled to to see their commitment to like oh look at this there's a whole life cycle mm. thing because here mm. here are these little maggoty pests uh that that haven't grown all of their gross human legs yet mm. flopping themselves at you and and yeah. also doing pest threads which immediately <laughs> sent me into a murderous rage yeah, I, I was just, when I got in there, I was already being chased by the adult pests, and they accidentally <laughs> chased me down into the nursery, and I didn't have my lantern on, I didn't have my torch on my bar, I'm just rolling like a maniac in the dark, hearing all the pests scuttling around, I'm like, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop, find a treasure, okay, can I turn around, how do I get back out? <laughs> it was not great, <laughs> it was yeah. very, very tense, very scary, which... I mean, means it actually was great, but just you know, not in the uh, in the pleasant way. <laughs> oh man, um, there are a few other points of real interest in here, and I think the first one for me is uh, the Colosseum, which there are a few of these scattered around. I want to say there's one for there's one in Lingrave, there's one here, there's one in Landall. Mm-hmm. There might be one or two others. Um, can't actually go into the Colosseums, but this one is really interesting. Uh, you have to get to it by a, a somewhat hidden ravine in the swamp. Uh, and there's, you know, the exploding, uh, stone bead creatures that guard Everjails there. There's a couple of, uh, golem sentinels with bows. And, uh, when you reach it, there is the biggest pot man to have ever potted. <laughs> the greatest jar. Yeah, yep. yeah, the the pot god, the great jar. Um. <laughs> I I desperately want to believe that the great jar is a result of of um, packing the bodies of literally all the dead Colosseum gladiators oh, from man. all the Colosseums spread out <laughs> across the lands between into mm. this one pot. It's the only explanation that makes sense to me. <clears throat> mm, the mightiest pot warrior, basically. <laughs> uh and he he is really interesting he's a he he is like the size of a full modern day like office building yep. um almost terrifying as big as the behold. coliseum almost, almost as, as big as the coliseum yeah yeah um he doesn't move he doesn't talk he just kind of mm, dot 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 dots at you uh but I had to be told about this by a friend. Um, there are actually summon signs around him because you can not fight inside the Colosseum, but you can fight outside the Colosseum. And um, if you summon and defeat three of the Great Jar champions, you'll get a talisman that massively increases your equipment load. Yes. The only issue is the summon signs are... NPC copies of players who also have already done this. And so the later you get to it, sort of the further evolved the meta war has become. Yeah, and so by the time I did it, there were some rough guys in there. <laughs> unless you play offline, yes. Yeah, then it, it does a three default um, NPCs. Okay, that's yep. good. Which is what I got because I played uh, because I do not play from soft games <laughs> online anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, I got like a a double rivers of blood, a double giant yeah. hammers, and then yeah. a blasphemous blade. I was like, this is right. <laughs> Please <Yeah>. stop. <laughs> well, and and you have to beat them without dying, like yeah. in a row. All in yeah. one go. Mm. So yeah, I'm still messing with that. I was like, I think I'll just turn it on because I was still online, and that also makes it really hard to see the summon signs because there's a billion um, <laughs> blood stains. Uh, yeah, no, it's not blood stains; it's the um, uh, challenging people dropping oh, their signs. Oh, the actual PVPs. Yeah. Oh, of course they would put them there. <laughs> yeah, they put them right on top of it, so it's like okay, at least those ones are the little rune, the red rune mm. ones, because everyone else is like little circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that is that is one area of great interest to me. Um, just just aesthetically, it's really cool because you see it uh, when you first sort of enter Kayla because it's off in the distance. You can just see this giant jar sitting at the end of this little road, 
you go, how do I get there? And then how many hours later you squeeze through this ravine and you're like, oh, I made it. Yeah. Um, well, if you come up yeah. from the, um, the, the Siafra river well, um, exit mm. goes like, yes. in that, um, mm. ravine. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other place of great interest for me, at least is the, uh, the swamp of Aeonia itself, which is, uh, pretty, pretty radical, very hostile. Um, <laughs> Uh, I believe this is the first location you would naturally encounter a clean rot knight. Yes. Uh, generally speaking. Uh, and it, it is a sight to see like this, this Valkyrie warrior, nine and a half feet tall or whatever they are, just kind of striding through the muck with a scythe. And you're like, that looks really cool. And then you get knocked off your horse and murdered, uh, several times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just before I went back through um, Kaled, I wrapped up the uh, Shrouded Manor, um, mm. and even at a higher level, that the, the manor itself was fine, um, mm. but the Clean Rot Knights, like, yeah, oh, they're tough. yeah, yeah, they were just <laughs> like, okay, I could kill them quickly, but couldn't let them hit me. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, let's do just all these long range beam attacks. It's <laughs> great. Ah, uh, yeah, they got they got a lot of faith. They're doing a lot of miracles at you, and when that doesn't work, they can. I believe they have a grab attack that inflicts scarlet rot. Yeah, which, yep. yep, yeah, which which is great because they're the clean rot knight, so they're there to clean up the mess left behind by Melania. But obviously, they don't change their work clothes very often. <laughs> So they themselves are also infused with the terrible power of rot. Um, yeah, uh, you count them roaming around here. Uh, Millicent can invade you here. Uh, she is a terrible invader. I wish her no luck. Please go rot in the swamp forever. Uh, <laughs> just, I think the way I beat her was I ended up just climbing up high enough on geometry that she couldn't get to me and just waiting until she got rot from the environment, <laughs> letting her slowly bleed out. Um, and there's a boss fight in here, which I think is actually a really cool one. It's very hidden. <laughs> it took me a long time to find this. Uh, there is Commander O'Neill uh, just in in amongst it, as it were. So, so uh, it's funny because I was exploring mm. the swamp as well and just happened upon it, happened <laughs> upon it and immediately said, nope, not interested <laughs> in, a, in encountering a field boss right now and just <laughs> left. And I waited mm. until his health bar disappeared and I was like, cool, that's good to know. I'll put a pin in that for later, but mm. not doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, he's a bit tough. He's not an easy one, um, but he's got a relatively forgiving arena. Like there, there's plenty of space at least, but um, he's tough. You now he and, summons and, a bunch of ashes. <laughs> I was about to say, and he's an ad boss, which I normally hate, but so mm. far from software hasn't created an ad boss as hateable as my most hated as ad boss, which is uh. Duke's dear Freya from Dark yeah. Souls 2. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I hate those spiders. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's not too bad. You can take out the summons, and you want to take out the summons because half his moves involve buffing them. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and it's not too bad because he, he initially summons, like I think, six uh, crossbow soldiers. And if you get rid of them, he'll eventually summon, like, three of the big axe guys, but those are easier to avoid and sort of kite around. Uh, and I think as a boss fight, I really appreciate this version of the commander because, like I said, there's the proper amount of space. Um, if you're on horseback, you can ride around really well. Um, but off horseback, it's really satisfying to get the timing right for his attacks because... He hits just that right level of he brings them out really fast and they're very wide, but you can get into the flow of it, I find, and, yep. you know, get the right directional dodging and stuff, and it's a very satisfying boss. 
Um, and he forces yeah. disengagement by having mm-hmm. an AOE. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, he has a lot of good mechanics and, like, animation-based uh, problem-solving for him. And I found him very satisfying to fight, uh, even if he's a little bit tough at the level I did him at. <laughs> Compared to the other commander fight, which we won't talk about yet, but man... Didn't like that one as much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, this guy took me forever to find because um, the, the Gowrie and Millicent quest, they say, go into the swamp and find the needle. Yeah, and I, yep. I looked for like an hour and I just kept missing the entrance to this guy's arena. <laughs> um, I, oh. I feel like that's like a little, um, that's real fun like nonsense also straight mm. from Miyazaki of like mm. okay yeah, people don't want to engage with the swamp how we tell them to look for <laughs> look, look for a needle yeah them look for a needle in the swamp <laughs> I was so mad when when I heard from Gary that's what he wanted me to do I just looked out at the swamp and looked at how big it was and full of nonsense I went you want me to find a single needle <laughs> the only saving grace is that um you know torrent mm. doesn't get scarlet rot and neither oh do you God. while you're riding him could you imagine I, i'm sure there was a point in development because like he can be damaged by lava and stuff i'm sure there's a point where they went is it too much to let him get poisoned <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I 100% believe that there was a point in time where you, where it, it, even if if he if Torrent didn't, you still mm. took poison like, or rock yeah. damage while yeah. riding through swamps. It was just the sort of the splash up from the hooves, and it gets on your feet. You'll see the bar building up. You're like, no, please. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it it's safe. it's like when you roll, <laughs> when you roll in it, and it gets all mm. in your clothes and oh. continues to poison you after you get out. I do love that as a mechanic, even though I hate it when I'm actually playing. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, when what was... a nice level of detail. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. It was one of my favorite things when Dark Souls 2 came out, was it, going, yeah. oh, you can roll in the poison. <laughs> and you're just, oh, now you're green. Now you're green, and now you're still being poisoned. <laughs> Although this time they added soap. Which is actually yeah, very yeah, helpful. Yeah, yes, I forgot. <laughs> oh man, that's one of my favorite. That's one of my fa- favorite items in one of these games. It's like, yeah, mm. you're dirty. You Take a bath. Longer, use some soap. <laughs> oh man. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, tarnished who won't tarnished guy who won't use the soap. Yeah. Oh man. It's not me. I used that soap every chance I had. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah. Uh, apart from that there's um there's decaying dragon X Zykes. Or Zykes yep. is Ezekiel, something like that, uh hanging out. Um really cool riff on the dragon design. Um I, I do like that all the all the elemental dragons are slightly different from each other, but Exikes is like the the craziest one. He's got like mold feathers, yep. basically. Yep. Uh, completely covering him, so he's like bone white, uh, and he's the scarlet rot dragon, obviously, because we had to have one of those. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I think that that is a result from uh, once again the bio nuking that happened. Mm. But, oh yeah. Um. So, you know, he was a, like a normal dragon once, uh, mm, and mm. now he's this, but it, because dragons are either immortal or very long-lived, he's mm. just become this thing. My favorite thing is that I thought he was a cluster of core of, of, of yes. fungus. Yeah, he, he really blends in. <laughs> when I encountered him, and then he unfurled <laughs> and became a dragon, and I said, oh, I'm also not doing this, because there, I haven't found a side of grace around here at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. once again, I rode away until that boss bar went away. <laughs> yeah, I do really enjoy the field boss idea, where you can just accidentally stumble across a boss. Yes. That, that is the reaction 99% of the time is I'm not dealing with this right now and you ride away. <laughs> but that, that feeling of just you're walking by, there's no obvious gate. There's no actual fog door or anything. And a, a boss can, as you said, sort of unfurl itself from the environment is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> gives me the end of uh, the end of the original Alien film vibes, oh, uh, yeah. where you see it just unfurl itself from the coolant gantry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they do that a couple times with dragon. Uh, the the Glintstone dragon Smarag in uh in Leonia kind of did that to me because I approached it from the wrong direction. Oh right. Mm-hmm. I was like, this pile of rocks stood up and blew, blew fire on me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. It, yeah. It, it's a good it's a good idea, and I, I hope to see it in any future games. Uh, which I'm sure they'll they'll bring it in now. Apart from that, um, we're not going to cover the Dragon Barrow today. We'll leave that alone for a later date. Um, but there is, I mean, there there is Redmain Castle, which is an, a non-legacy legacy dungeon, and then the Wailing Dunes that takes up a third of the map for one boss fight. Uh, as areas, they look pretty cool. They take up a large section of the map while uh, contributing about half as much gameplay as the actual. <laughs> mainland of Kaled. Yep. Um yeah. Oh, there's the uh, uh mm-hmm. Cathedral of Dragon Communion. Ooh. Yes, of right course. Right behind Ezeeks. Right behind Ezeeks. Yes, can't can't forget that. Um yeah, when you when you go to the Church of Dragon Communion in Limgrave, you get a little message that says to the far east lies the Cathedral of Dragon Communion and it's not that far. I think it's technically within visual distance. They're just doesn't draw in properly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, this is this is the upgraded dragon uh, communion zone where you can get the, the named dragon attacks. So if you defeat the Zykes, for example, Exeeks, what's his name, um, you'll be able to access not only the Scarlet Rot Breath, but also his version. Yes. Um, and the, the advantage here being that the, the named ones can be used midair. They sort of hang you in midair if you do the animation while you're jumping. Oh, fascinating. Yeah, pe- people have been using that on um, AFK PvP farmers. You jump off the edge, and before you die from the fall, you just hit the dragon breath attack. No. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Every single time, every time I hear anything about it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, listeners, yeah. especially if you really <laughs> like PvP, I think it's, I'm ready for a divorce between the mm. PvE and PvP in these FromSoft <laughs> games. Hey, as long as we keep NPC invaders. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all I, I want. I, I'm fine with that. Like, mm. yeah, it's... It's yeah. it's fine. It's 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 a legacy feature. They can't remove it. It's too late. It's been in <laughs> yeah. there for too long. I'll just live and 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 grit my teeth every single time I have to interact with it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you can do the dragon communion here. Uh, and something I learned recently that I did not know about doing dragon communion is it actually changes your character's model permanently. Yes. It changes the eyes into reptilian eyes. Uh, as a as a mark of um, dragon, because faith. The, dragon faith, basically. But the idea is that uh, consuming too many dragon hearts, which is what you're doing when you partake in this communion, can actually turn you into a worm, eventually like a magma drake. Yes. And this is like the first step on that road is the eyes change and there's something irrevocably wrong with you because you've done this incredibly nasty thing eating a live dragon heart yeah uh, over a little fire and my favorite yeah. part about that is if you're a crazy completionist like me that needed mm. to 100 this game first run because i mm. realized that i could do so um <laughs> then you have to get dr- at least minor dragon eyes because one of the mm. uh legendary uh, incantations is a dragon incantation <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I, I was like nope i'm not doing this and then i re- <laughs> realized oh i have to fine mm. i'm wearing the i'm wearing the the skull mask anyway so i won't be angry every single time i see my character <laughs> model i feel like they could have done something really dumb and interesting with this, which is, you know, in the previous, uh, the Souls games, there were always the dragon forms. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the equivalent in this is the dragon incantations. Like you get the bite and the smash and all the breath attacks. But I would have loved to have seen where if you get every single dragon incantation 
it begins the transformation and you actually do become like the Dark Souls 1 little scaly guy. Yep. <laughs> Just... I, I, I'm going to, I'm also going <laughs> to bet that they probably played around with doing that too. Mm. Yeah. This. <laughs> <laughs> probably thought it was a touch too far, unfortunately. I don't know, they, they put little aesthetic touches everywhere. Um, if, if you pick the heritage uh, in, the, in the character creator that is said to have had silver blood and you do a blood tack, apparently it does have silver instead of red for the spray. Ooh. Um, stuff like that. Um, I, I guess completely changing the character model would pro- probably be a touch too far. It would probably yeah. also be a mess with a bunch of helmets. And stuff. Oh, yeah, I bet they. I, once again, this is just me armchairing. I bet mm. they were like, and now you can't wear helmets. Now you can only <laughs> wear like you get like extra defense, but like mm. you can only wear like these specific pieces of armor or armor mm. sets. Um, because yeah, yeah. Well, that's like when you had the um, larva. Oh yeah, the oh, yeah the, the egghead. The egg, yeah, you couldn't put a helmet on. Yeah. Mm. And then everyone was like, boo, boo, <laughs> boo. And it's they so never did and it again. Shoot a parasite out of your head. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a real shame as well, because that's one of my favorite, like, niche secrets in Dark Souls 1 is the egghead thing. Yeah. I, f- I feel like there should have been more of that kind of body transformation stuff. And unfortunately, it never really got out of Dark Souls 1 and 2 and 3 with the dragon forms. It never went any further than that. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows? Maybe <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff in, in Dark future. Souls One that they never it like is. revisited, like the vagrants, like that. Oh, like, they just dropped that immediately. <laughs> they should they should have kept that. That would have been great. I think like the <laughs> only and I because I don't think they get a power boost. Like I think the only like mm. leftover DNA from vagrants uh, is is um, uh, enemies picking up your blood echoes and blood water. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and there's something, and I don't know what it is because it's not the frenzy, but there's some enemies that are just like glowing eyes. And I think, oh, yeah. What is that? They give you more runes. Okay, but that's yep. all. Are they Sometimes they just have it, and it's like, yeah. what's going on? Yep, they just, they're just some enemies that give you more runes. Oh, yeah, okay. it's like a random blessing i guess like that that one random undead noble was actually very well favored by the earth tree <laughs> on this go around <laughs> it's yeah. actually a good thing to look out for though because it's a lot more runes i think it's like three or four times as many as normal so oh. if you see a if you see a big thing with it it's worth going for <laughs> yeah and i wonder if like if those are set enemies because i uh, i don't think so because you would be able to farm them mm. Right. But, um, yeah, no, maybe I believe it's it one is that, just like, random. Killed another person. Oh, that's a thought. Maybe it is. Yeah, I wonder what. I'm, like... I'm sure um, Zelly or someone has dug into the code and went, like, oh, that's what this is. And mm. but... That would be interesting if that was what it was. Like, this enemy beat another player. So this enemy gets the, the glowing runes on yeah. related servers for like however many minutes or whatever. Yeah, maybe, maybe that cool. beat someone that was using a um a furl calling remedy. Mm. Yeah. Well, we don't know because we haven't learned how to dig into the code like that. And yep. I don't intend to start. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um but that that is like mostly Caleb. Caleb Caleb is a vibe. It's a very red and rotten place, and there's lots of very cool but very scary things in it. <laughs> I do have to ask, though, mm. because mm. it's just a variation of an of a bot field boss that we've already talked about. But is this mm. the first appearance of the specifically the death right bird? I believe so. Okay. Um, the the other death right bird that I know of is in like the mountaintops. Yep. Yeah. And I think there might be one more, but I'm pretty sure that's also in the northern half of the map. Uh, so this should be the first place we run into a death right bird as opposed to a death bird, uh, yeah. which is a lot nastier. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's got, not uh, nice. 
Yeah, there's uh, there's uh, black flames associated mm-hmm. with that poker now. It's got a full wingspan full of the souls of the dead holding spears, <laughs> which is yep. just something that I noticed today going through mm-hmm. with my second character. I was like, oh, what a, a horrible, horrific <laughs> at addition mm. to it because i'd always seen the wings but i literally never noticed the ghosts that were like <laughs> stuck in them holding spheres yeah oh they're, they're they are terrible creatures yeah yeah they get a new <laughs> attack because it has ghosts holding spears built into it where yeah. they all launch the spears at you <laughs> oh man and Leonard, this was the first version of the Death Bird that I encountered because I didn't find oh. any of them until I met the Death Right Bird in the mountaintops. <laughs> oh no! That, was, oh, that dear. was my introduction, and I was like, "There were more of these," and I went back to like found the one in Lingrave, and I'm like, "Oh, that one's okay. I like that one." <laughs> yeah, the the burnt one, the burnt yeah. one with the little cherub wings. That one's fine. Mm. Mm. That one's okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, any any other thoughts on the zone that is Caleb? No, I don't have any anything particular. Uh, there's a couple little fun forts and things kind of sprinkled mm. around. Uh, yeah. Like the Fort, Fort Gale has mm. the second um, uh, lion beast that you yes. might, that has a sword arm. Oh, yeah. Um, and he and he does give you the um, lion's claw, uh, Art of War, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Ash of War. So you can do the sweet um, Artorius flip. Mm, yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> oh, I wonder if they put it there at, at, because it, it's because it's named Fort Gale. And Gale's basically <laughs> the Artorius of Dark Souls 3. I wonder if they put yeah. that ash there where you get to do that flip. Just <laughs> they decided to make it a little jokey joke reference. Yeah, put it past him. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's tons of these little references all throughout the game. I would not be surprised that Fort Gale with the, the cool flip move in it is not a reference to, uh, you know, Gale, the guy who did cool flips. Uh, and <laughs> Betrayed us. Um, <laughs> I love I love you, Gail. I just wish I interacted with you more before you became a boss. Uh. <laughs> yeah, um, and then right near there is the I think it's the Gale Tunnel. Um, mm. That one, and that's a fun little hidden one where there's the um, uh, little footsteps to follow. Yes. And yeah. Like, follow the chandelabra thing. Yeah. yeah. And that was, I think, when I went there, probably still one of the harder little mini dungeons mm. to go through. Mm. Like at the time. Um, yeah. There's just I a mean, lot like, well, of, a lot of dudes and a lot of the explodey yeah. guys, and then the little yeah. um, the little puppet dudes that look like they came from one of the belfries. Yes. Yeah. And and once you're in there, you're sort of stuck. You can't you drop yeah, down you, into you, Gale you drop Tunnel. Down, so yeah, yeah, you got to get your way through to the other side before you can get out of there. <laughs> yeah, and I don't even like I had to just kind of piece back. I just ran back the way I came in. Um, mm. I couldn't beat the boss. The boss was a uh, falling star beast, I believe. In that one. Must not be. Maybe it's the jail cave. It's a uh, little yeah, the jail cave. Yeah, I think it's the jail cave because it, it the boss in that one is uh the the tarnished hunter guy. I think. Uh, let's see. The no, the boss is the magma worm in Gale Tunnel. Yes. Okay. Because that the Gale Tunnel is the one that has the back entrance that progresses Alexander's <laughs> quest line. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, How I think it's, get in there? <laughs> I think it's the jail cave. Mm. Uh, yeah, because you get the Wakizashi in there, so might, that must be where it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Frenzied Duelist, that's the the boss in there. Yeah, that was not too bad. JLK is uh, the duelist is tough, but not 
in yeah. baseball. Whereas the uh, the magma worm at early levels is messed mm-hmm. up. <laughs> oh yeah, second character trying to get it right off the trying to get Moonville right off the bat <laughs> spent like five hours trying to kill that magma worm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I had trouble with that going back much later in the game because the only weapon I was really using was um, the uh, cursed blade, which is fire. So it was just doing like nothing. <laughs> mm. It's like, oh, the fire fire damage is all being negated. So the physical damage is just not. It's just chip damage. This is going to take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will um, say that there is a kind of an interesting thing about the out like the immediate area outside the Gale Tunnel, which is it's mm. really heavily fortified with Red Main soldiers. Mm. And I believe that's because it actually does connect to Limgrave. So that's like they're stationed there to keep anything from Caleb from leaking into Limgrave. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be very well defended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and it's a mine. So yeah. right, they don't want people stealing their sweet sweet stones mm, that's fair <laughs> well that's uh, one of the few mines that like they mm. do that with most of the mines aren't really guarded yeah no they're like uh, they just let be yeah yeah um well yeah in, in that case i think that's uh that's more or less caled um <laughs> it's a it's a terrible place that leonard and i at the very least really love um People should give it more credit. It's good. It's just terrible as well. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and with that, uh, we'll wrap up the episode. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, if people want to find you, Dave, where can they find you online? They can find me on Twitter at sentinut underscore plus. That will be in the show notes, and as mm-hmm. as always. And uh, Leonard, how about yourself? Yes, people can find me on Twitter at Dr. Faust is Dead. That is my main uh, Twitter account. Um, you'll see pictures. I haven't been doing a lot on Twitter recently. Kind of been taking mm. a break. But uh, mm. when I come back, you'll see pictures of my cute cats. Or yeah. you can actually just look at media and see tons of pictures of my cute cats and the food that I cook. <laughs> That apparently makes people jealous, uh, being mutuals <laughs> je- jealous. Um, uh, and if you're interested in my uh, sorely underutilized business account, you can also search for at Umbranox Productions on Twitter. Um, I really need to do something more than nothing at all with it. Um, <laughs> if you want to see my video game essay work, you can go to YouTube and search Dr. Faust is Dead. Uh, I've got some stuff there, and my business YouTube channel will be found under Umbranox Production. I have less stuff there. And Cameron, mm. finally, <laughs> finally, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, I also haven't been on Twitter too much, uh, but that is because I've been dreadfully ill the last couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> I will be very busy for the next couple of months, uh, seeing as I'm getting married in September, but that means there'll probably also be lots of photos of wedding-related things going up. So if you're interested in seeing that weird aspect of my life, go ahead. I'm sure they'll be up on Twitter. Uh, otherwise, you can hear me complaining about work and pictures of my very cute cat as uh, as well will be on there. Uh, and with that, come to the end of the episode for today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I believe next week we'll be talking about The Quarry, the latest game from Supermassive, uh, which I'm really looking forward to chatting about. So please uh, come along and listen to that. Play the game first if you can, but come along and listen to that. Uh, and otherwise, we will see you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye, folks. <laughs>